Come on, bless him this morning. He's worthy of your praise. He's worthy of your, your clap. He's worthy of your thanksgiving. He's worthy of your shout. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Psalms 118. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. We'll wait a moment for you to catch up with what has just been said. He is good. I don't know about your mistake yesterday, but his mercies are new. Every morning. For his mercy endures forever. Next verse. Let Kingdom Life Embassy now say, <laughs> His mercy endures forever. Come on, let Kingdom Life Embassy now say, let the church now say, Maxwell now say come on put your name in there let the house lift your house lift your family lift your family name before the Lord this is the day for the family blessing let the house let the Holland house now say his mercy endures forever his mercy
because it has mercy. When we call upon the name of the Lord in our distress, the Lord answers us and He set me in a broad place. Come on, you heard the word this morning. There's going to be a broad, come on, enlarge your borders. There's going to be a breakthrough on your home. There's going to be a breakthrough on your business. There's going to be a large place. This is for your house. Everybody shout, the Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. Say it. By faith, say it. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can men do to me? Everybody shout, the Lord is for me. The Lord is for me. Listen to me. Many people believe that God is able. Many people believe that God loves the world. Many believe that God he called people. Many believe that God loves everybody else except me. This is different. You believe that the world, God is for everybody else. Today, you're going to know. The Lord is for. I'm going to stop a little while right here and you're going to go, the Lord is for. The Lord is for my house. The Lord is for my family. Woo! God is fighting for me. God is on my side. Everything's going to be all right. I feel the anointing. I feel the power. There's a family blessing in this place. The Lord is for me among those, don't stop, keep my thing, who help me. I have got help. Not just in heaven, on earth. There are people that like me, that support me, that fight and are fighting for me. Even judges are ruling in my favor. Someone's gonna get a kind of break in the court. I feel it in the house. six what does six say the Lord is on my side I will not fear what can men do to me they better pay your money son the money that's due to you is coming listen to what I'm saying to you they messed with the wrong family you work for it it belongs to you whatever's due to you must come because it is on you, it's called the blessing. 
Number seven. The Lord is for me among those who help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire on those who hate me. Everybody shout, you're messing with the wrong family. Messing with the wrong family. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in a world system. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Oh no, he's a boss and he owns this car and he has got this money. I'm not trusting in you and your system. Because at the end of your life, we all must give an account. All nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me, yes, they surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. I don't know what is surrounding you. Is it disease? Is it depression? Is it suicide? Is it failure? Is it unbelief? Is it poverty? I don't know what's been harassing your family every day. Every day. The devil is a liar. Here's your promise. They surrounded me like bees. David's description when the bees come around you what do you do that's how the devil wants you to run he says but they were quenched like a fire of thorns this is the day that whatever's been harassing you and chasing you and messing with you today is that day today is that day today is that day today is that day this is the day the devil is a liar. We are coming in. How are we going to do this? For in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. You getting off that victim seat. You coming into a new season. You're going to walk into the courtroom. You're going to walk into a sick room. You're going to walk into a boardroom verse 13 you pushed me devil your days of pushing the families are over say no push over here you're getting a fresh anointing nobody's coming to push you and mess with your destiny anymore and tell you that you are a victim no more pushing devil no more no more you pushed me violently that I might fall. You said your life's never going to be, you're never going to make it, you're never going to get there. You're never going to experience financial breakthrough. You're never going to have healing in your body. Your child will always be in the hospital. That one will always be on drugs. You're never going to come out of your addiction. You will always be tempted and fall. The Lord spoke to me as driving here this morning. He said, son, you tell me that your situation is bigger than my ability. You're telling me that your temptation is so great that I cannot take care of it. Is the scripture not that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? 
He says, my ability on you gets you to step into what I have for you and for your family. There is no temptation that would overtake me. But God has made a way of escape. He's able. He's able. God is able. with you until you don't feel God anymore and you ask yourself how did I end up end up here and there's no money and my relationship with God is not there but when God does it it's an immediate thing in the morning someone's gonna get a suddenly this morning in this morning. how many believe that God is able Listen to this man of God. Don't you miss your moment to praise this morning. It's your moment to push back. It's your moment to get up from where you are. It's your moment to say, no, 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 no. My breakthrough is now. I know I don't look like it. I know I don't deserve it. I know I don't feel worthy. But I'm the get up this morning. I feel yet you pushed me violently that I might fall but the Lord helped me this is your service where God's helping you the Lord is my strength and song and he's become my salvation wholeness the voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous Oh yeah, oh yeah. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. But my ability is in God. My confidence, my trust is in the Lord. How many believe that the right hand of the Lord does valiant? Verse 16. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. Here's a word for somebody. Say it with me. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Because He's able. 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 
this song. Give me my next verse. No. Look with me. The Lord has chastened me severely. Did the Lord give you a good hiding? Are we done with the hidings? Are you grateful that you're still alive this morning? Because He's not given me over to death. Even though He rebuked me. Let's keep going. Open to me. Someone's going to get a new opening. Open to me the gates of righteousness. Someone. Here's what I've been sensing. There's been the cycle. I woke up this morning and just thinking about certain things. And the Lord says, if you could mark out your whole year, one January to, to, to December. You will find in certain seasons things, your temptations are stronger. So I can tell you that the enemy tries and messes with me during my holiday times. I should have been on leave. It's normal every year. But God's orchestrated in such a way that it is what it is. But it's almost as if I would come back more tired when I'm come from holiday. Because he don't want you to rest. You missed it. Your resting time is important to God. When anybody calls me on a Monday morning to tell me about work and what they want to do and pray for me now, I know that's from the devil. Because why would you mess with my resting time? God rested. So your holiday time is important. What does the devil want to do in your holiday time? Every holiday time, it's booked like it's like it's like it's booked for me every year. This year is different because God broke the cycle. Where the devil thought he'll keep me on holiday, get me on holiday, and try and tempt me and try and mess with my mind, I'm in church preaching on a Sunday morning. What is God doing? Open to me. The gates of righteousness. I will go through them. And I will praise the Lord. You see, when you come to church, even on a Sunday. And in season where the devil says, this is, I'm going to mess with you. And you break the cycle. He's so confused. He doesn't know what to do. This is the season. You're coming through a new gate. They walked around for 40 years. There's the gate. That's the promised land. That's Jericho. All around this thing. For 40 years. And they missed the gate. Through which the righteous should have entered. Can we announce it in the heavenlies? You're not going to miss the gate this season. You're not going to. You're not going to walk around like somebody. Who doesn't understand that God operates come on you live life on levels we arrive in seasons the hand of the Lord is upon you you are coming through a brand new gate new avenues for money come on new ways of operating new business relationships 
new partnerships. Can somebody shout an amen with this church? Keep going. We're almost there. I will praise you. You've answered me, and they become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected. I don't know where you've been rejected. I don't know where people threw you out. I want you to know today that was God. Because the way you start a church, the way you start the church, the way you usher in the kingdom and become the chief cornerstone is all men must reject you. They throw you away so God can say, I'm going to build something new. That you become the chief. <laughs> Come and meet you in. Verse 23. Everybody shout. Was the Lord's doing? Their rejection. This was the Lord's doing. The trouble I've been in. This was the Lord's doing. Oh, come on. And it is marvelous in our eyes. I know you look at your car, your new car, and you say, This is the Lord's doing. But according to the scripture, rejection is the Lord's doing. It must then become marvelous. That's why we will rejoice and be glad in it. He didn't say we for it. But in it we can be glad. Now, you read with me. Save now. Come on, this be your prayer. I pray, oh Lord. Oh Lord, I pray. Send. When. When. Send now prosperity. Send now prosperity. Send it now. Woo! He's able. Everybody say now. He's able. He's able. Next verse. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord. He has given us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God and I will praise you. You are my God and I will exalt you. Just a final scripture. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. And his mercy endures.
just be a few but let's get into this quickly I think the worship team and all the praise that's happening you're missing out on a Thursday night if you thought this is intense Thursday nights if anybody's been here Thursday night wow 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 so blessed with the team and the rebuilding from the worship team. If the worship team's not rebuilt, we are in trouble. If the altar's not rebuilt, we're in trouble. Because everything flows from the altar. We don't run by vision, we run by the anointing. And you've got no anointing in the house, you all in we're all in trouble. Aren't you glad for the anointing this morning? Father, help me this morning in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, anoint these lips of clay. Amen and amen. The title of my sermon this morning is God's Ability. God's Ability. Anytime the anointing comes upon you, it's God's Ability. It translates into a performance. So trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean out to your own understanding, it means renew your mind, change the way you think. Don't trust in yourself anymore, but go to the Word first. And let the Word change the way you think, and then acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will direct your path. So to know, knowledge is to know, Acknowledge is to show. Don't miss that. To have knowledge is to know. That means I can know of God, but there could be no show of God in my life. All of that is changing today. You're not just going to know. You're going to have a show. Come on, it's the demonstration and the power of the Holy Ghost upon your family and upon your home and upon your life. You don't just want to know about God, you want to experience Him. And the devil only respects power. He needs to know that there is 
He only bows when he finds power. Not when you're singing a song that you know how to sing. It's when your song translates into anointing. That's when he bows. That's when he leads. That's when he subdues. There's a difference between knowing and showing. So don't lean upon your own understanding. That's one thing, but there's got to be a show. I, there's a show when I acknowledge God. And this is what God is doing. So the anointing is for demonstration of the works of God. You were not supposed to stand in the same queue as everybody else. You were not. I mean, how must God show the nations that you're different, that you're a peculiar people? You weren't supposed to live an ordinary life. You were supposed to have favor. When people look at you, they must know that there's something different about you. It's called the blessing. When the blessing is on a family, something happens to them. They're, they're different. They function differently. I know you curse them and then God returns it with a blessing. I know you're trying to mess with them. But because what is on them, they are peculiar people. Their children are able to go to the best schools. They get the best dental health. They walk in the best. Come on, somebody. It's called preferential treatment. It's when the blessing is on you. Naomi, I've been praying for you and Amy. I don't know what it is, but there is an anointing coming upon you this morning in a real powerful way. And so, what rust is to steal sows the anointing to any problem in your life. Don't miss it. When rust touches steel and stays long enough, it turns a thing to powder. It's going to turn your problems into powder. Everything that you're facing, help me online. Please share, tag somebody and say amen to this apostle. They don't believe. Ah, no, I'm kidding. There are believers. Are there believers in this place? That from today, that problem is going to turn to powder. It's the burden removing yoke, destroying power of God that anything is a burden in your life must be removed. Here's what's important to write down. The anointing gets its strength through use. If I don't use it, I lose it. And Aaron's laughing so much because it's lekker for ochen gedanced, ne? What's happening with the anointing? I've got to use it. If I never lay hands on the sick, how would you know that the anointing is on your life? If you never take the anointing into the boardrooms and say, Lord, today let that anointing of wisdom be upon me, but this problem must turn to dust. We're going to turn this thing to powder. I don't have all the education, but Lord, I'm leaning upon your ability. I, am, I know that you are able. What am I doing? I'm acknowledging him in all my ways. Now he can direct me in the boardrooms. And anytime you got no anointing, you heard the teaching in the last couple of weeks. If you weren't here, here's a, here's a preview. In fact, we're going to have one worship evening. For everybody publicly, we're going to announce it. 
Let's, let's take what we've learned and what we are learning. You better be here. What we're learning of how to deal with the levers in heaven and how to... And you, you see, you must understand this. The anointing always announces when it's here. The Holy Ghost says, I'm here. But he doesn't announce when he leaves. That should bother you. That means I can be left with a song, but not with the Holy Ghost. Let me help you. Two kinds of lovers. Get involved in a relationship. Not married, but still just buying stuff like you married people. Buy a dress and buy this and buy that and, and let's, you know, help you with your deposit for your car and, and you're looking really, really good. In the breakup, two kinds of lovers. When the one breaks up, he says, give my ring back, give my car back and that dress that I bought you, I'm taking that as well. And whatever's in the fridge. And they leave with the things. The Holy Ghost is not that kind of lover. He will leave you with the things and he'll be gone. So I don't get impressed with people's things. I want to know, is the Holy Ghost still with you? I don't, I'm not in, impressed with the stuff that you got. I want to know, is there any power in your life? Because you can have all the things and have no anointing. And Saul went his whole life as a king without the presence of God. And before David went into one battle, he said, I first need the presence of God. You better be in praise and worship. Thursday night, I will see you here. I'm not on leave. I will see you here. You don't come and pretend up here and not be part of laying your face down in the presence of Almighty God. And when the people came in here with their problems this morning, they never came for you, man. They never came for me. They came for the anointing. They came for the power of God. They came never to see you. They're not interested in your song. They're not interested in you. They want the power of God. Not interested. Your heart can't break before God. What do I want? I want God's ability. All my clever preaching is not going to work. God's like, I've heard every sermon before. You were born. I wrote the sermons. What the people need is me. Not you. Apostle, doctor, pastor, bishop, whatever. The people need the power of a living God. People have walked in here with problems and repolishing their chains instead of allowing the Holy Ghost to break that chain. Brag about your car and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. You can have all the things, but no power. Religion will give you a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. So please light a candle for me. Where in the Bible is that? It was the burden removing yoke destroying power of God. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Not the candle that you burn. No 
Don't get mad at me. It's in your Bible. According to Isaiah 10 verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil, because of the power of a living God. you got to hear me this morning. Here's what you need to write down. The enemy has no answer for the anointing. Hallelujah. Christ is not Jesus' surname. Quentin Fisher, Jesus Christ. Christ is the anointed one and his anointing. And when the anointing comes upon you, you being in Christ and understand the power of the anointing, what Christ did, you will do. To anoint describes the procedure of rubbing or smearing on a person a thing usually with oil for the purpose of healing, setting apart, or embalming. So if Jesus had to be anointed, according to Acts 10.38, with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, the anointing is to deal with everything that the devil can try and put on the children of God. Your family, when there's an anointing upon your family, the devil can't arrest your children and keep them in bondage. Why? Because when we have an anointing, whoa, something's just shifted in the atmosphere this morning. Because my children will be healed. They will be delivered. They will be set free. There is no infirmity. You can believe in my home and the anointing not address you. There's no poverty in my home that the anointing cannot destroy. There is no depression in my home that the anointing cannot destroy. Everybody shout, I am anointed. few minutes on the blessing because we're dealing with the anointing and I have anointing oil we're giving to all the families can I just have two quickly just here that's fine one is good on here a little bit we prayed over this for every family you're going to walk around with some anointing oil I told them they had a different cap for me and it was like, it could, you know, for stand upright and it looks all nice, but that's not what the anointing for, is for. It's not to look nice. It's not to be put on your mantle at home and say, the devil's not afraid of that. What he is afraid of is this being in your bag, mama. And so when you take this thing and you walk with just a little bit of anointing, And you say, my child, I know you feel like you don't love the Lord and the devil's messing with your mind. But I've come to just lay a little bit here by you and let you know, mama loves you. Everybody shout, you're messing with the wrong family. Because when we have the anointing on us, there is no sickness that can remain. There's no depression that can remain. There's no addiction that can remain. There's no poverty that can remain. There is nothing that can harass you so much that the anointing upon your life. 
Now, I feel something in the atmosphere. Sit down so I can teach just a little bit. Ah, oh, but no, there's no power in the oil. There isn't. It's what the oil represents. It's the, a place of contact. Something that you can use that you would know like you know I actually am anointed. And it can solve a problem. See the atmosphere? You feel the dip? That's unbelief. <laughs> I'm going to deal with it. Because you see, when the anointing is on you, a testimony is worth a thousand sermons. One testimony is worth a thousand sermons. So I'm done preaching one morning. And I got a cloth that is maybe not 100% clean. That's all I had. Let me read the testimony. I asked this woman to bring me, to send the testimony yesterday. Listen to this. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2016. In 2018, I was informed that the cancer has spread to the bones. I had to undergo chemo and radiation treatment. It was an uphill. The chemo made me very sick. My friend Kate invited me to go with her to a service at Kingdom Life Embassy. I was too sick to accompany her that day. It felt like I was on my life's last days. After the service that day, Kate and Dorel informed me that Pastor Max prayed for me. They gave me an anointed cloth that they had told them to give me. In the midst of all this, my business partner, partner filed a lawsuit to strip me of all my personal and business belongings. I took the anointed cloth everywhere I went, even to court. With the cloth in my possession, I felt more confident, protected, and covered. I truly needed prayers and the presence of God in my life to survive. Some of you have not gotten to a place where you need to survive. God was and is the same every day. The anointing of God breaks every form of unbelief. During my visit to the doctor and the oncology a week ago, it's 2016, it's 2022, I was told that the tests they took for a month now shows no trace of any form of cancer. Yes. The pattern removing, yoke destroy, power of God. It's in this place. It's in this place. It got worse for the devil. I was told that the test they took a month ago now shows no trace of any form of cancer. I overcame sickness and won court cases through him who created me. He says, now praise the one and only God, my heavenly father. Take some pride to praise the Lord. 
because there is a believer that can take part at his work the anointing she never came back for another cloth she never came back for another prayer she never came and said just tell the pastor it's not working just try again she said, I just held up to my belief, man. Someone's going to get it this morning because you've been in a fight. But with the anointing of God upon your life, when you understand the... Please be seated. I'm dealing with the unbelief because of the people that are trusting in this world systems. You keep trusting in that system. I'm telling you, there's nothing good that can come out of that thing. You better have an anointing. You better get into the house of God. The blessing. What is the blessing? Scripture says, Proverbs 10, 22. When the blessing is on your family, it makes rich, adds no sorrow with it. What does it mean? It means that you can, you can get your stuff, but lose your mind. Because when the blessing of the Lord makes you rich, it doesn't bring sorrow with it. You don't get your business and lose your walk with God. You don't get your husband and not come to church. You don't, you, don't, you don't get your stuff and lose your family. You don't, you don't get your stuff and not have your life in order. Anything that God's going to add, anything he's going to add, is going to be a blessing to you. The devil, he'll give you one thing. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? He gives you one thing to take away other things. I mean, you can have all the money. At the end of your life, you still must go to give an account for your life. Huh? What are you exchanging? When God adds it, it's the blessing of the Lord that's on you that makes you rich and adds no sorrow. Some people lose their marriage. Some people lose their health. When God, when the blessing comes, not a blessing, it's a curse. To win the lotto and you can't then honor God or, I mean, I'm playing lotto anyway. But I'm just saying that it's a, you find people lose more of their lives. Because it doesn't come with wisdom to manage it. When the blessing is on you, something happens to your marriage, to your home, to your children, to your money. to It's increase with no sorrow. Your joy will increase. Some people, you know, they don't want to smile because they got a bit of money in case you ask them for something. Some people lose their credibility to get stuff. That's not the blessing. When the blessing is on a family, it makes rich with no sorrow. When God calls Abraham, he says, come out from your country, from your family, from your father's house. I'm going to bless you. And you're going to be a blessing. And I'll bless all the families in the earth through this thing called the blessing. Holy Ghost, you'll help me. 
Let's say Zechariah chapter 4 verse 1. We're dealing with trusting the season. And I want you to, before we speak about trusting you, I want you to trust the Lord. I want you to develop your trust in God. Because there's something that happens to someone's life who trusts in God. There's two things that happens when you find an organization, an individual, or a community of trust. When they trust one another. I mean, I'm preaching here and I'm trusting that you're going to play your part. I'm trusting that you're going to bring your tithes and your offerings. I don't come to your house to go and ask you for the money. I'm not looking into you what you purchase and what you have and then you come and give and tip God. I'm not asking. We don't do that. What God has developed here is a community of trust. Two things happen when there's trust in a marriage, in a church, in a community, in an individual. Two things. Number one, you'll find that they speak for their feet. And number two is that you will find the cost of doing it is cheap. Let me give you an example. A couple comes together. They date each other. They get married. They build together. They trust one another. They're building together. The one's working here, the other one's working there. The children are blessed because there's this unity and this trust. And you find them accomplishing, they're purchasing goods and the cars and the education for the children. And everything is coming together for their lives because there's something that's in that relationship called trust. Two things happen. Number one, it's a place of no toil. Because they're not struggling to get on in life because one can put a thousand to flight and two, ten thousand to flight. I've just saved the marriage this morning. The power of agreement is what the devil doesn't want. Why? He doesn't want you to trust your partner so that you cannot build, so that you take forever to pay off that bond. And so even when you get to 20 years, you still owe like you owe for another 40 years. That's the devil's system. Why? It's about you making sure you pay taxes your whole life, but the kingdom of God and the sons of God must receive dividends, not just pay taxes. Come on, somebody. This is a tax-free zone. This is a place where we can trust one another. This is a place where we build together. This is a place where we can get things done because I trust you, you trust me. Now for a marriage, when does everything in the marriage begin to slow down? Everybody say broken trust. In broken trust, everything begins to slow down. I don't trust you. So where are you going to now? And I'm going to put on, is it called I find? To monitor you and where you're going to. I'm looking for your WhatsApp messages. I'm going into your inbox. I must go into your bank account. I'm, what's happened? She slowed down everything. Even the sex, honey. It's because, you know, she don't trust you. You come into the kingdom of God. I messed up so badly before I was born again. That when I said yes to Jesus, I said yes to my wife. I said you're allowed to look at every... I, I've never had a password she hasn't got. I don't have a bank account passcode she doesn't possess. 
She knows every bank card. She knows what I do. She can hop onto the phone at any time, whenever she wants. She, whatever it takes. What, what, what have I done? I made sure that she can trust me. And by the way, I can trust her. Because I got the right to open up that bag and say, I mean, look, it's a bit of a maze, but I got the right to look in there. Because anytime there's secrets, you slow the marriage down and what God wants to do in that place. Here's where it gets really bad. When trust is so broken, you heard about the slowing down, now you find about the cost. You know how expensive a divorce is? You pay once for the wedding day, man. With a divorce, you pay for life. It's called cost. The cost goes up. Why? Because of broken trust. That should heal somebody's marriage this morning. Clap your hands for Jesus. That was not part of my teaching, but there you go. The devil likes that everything slows down. Because anytime you don't trust somebody, you're cautious. And you should be. Because there's two things. One is the person's character. Two is the person's capability. So I'm okay to stop everything here. Stop everything. I'm okay. Until we build something called trust. Because we're trusting you with the anointing. I'm okay to stop my relationship with people and say, can we first deal with the credibility? Your character. Your capability. That's what happened. And you better have that kind of people in your organization. But anytime you build trust and you bring people together and they trust one another. You see, you see, men, let me speak to you, man. I don't know why the Holy Ghost is just pressing certain things. Listen to me. There's certain decisions that I made before we were born again. That my wife eventually never trusted one decision because the decisions I made were poor and affected all my family. When I got born again and I had access to God himself to teach me to make the right decisions, she never trusted me at the beginning. She trusts me now more and more when I said, I mean, there was days when I was just like, okay, so give your couch. It's like, this is mine. I mean, you mature to a place of when I hear God and I say, the Lord says we need to help this family now for the next six months. It's going to cost us. She trusts me. Because I built credibility. Don't tell me to trust you when we are broke every single time because of your decisions. That goes the same with the church. We can't have the church go from one crisis to the next crisis. I'm like, this is not, this is not the best place. But at least we're managing what God put in our hands. It's a good decision, Pastor. So every step I make to build and to establish, we lost the building before. And I know what damage had created. Because people stopped trusting me and they had, it was right for them to question. When I'm sitting with my counselors around the table and they give me poor decisions, I say, you shouldn't be in my presence. Because I am stupid. Tell me where the Holy Ghost is in that decision. Because I need to build trust. You need to trust me with the vision. You need to trust me with the next step. And then we need to build from there because when we build trust, don't you mess with this thing. 
when we build trust together, we can trust the worship team to produce when they need to produce. We can trust the business people to bring their resources. You can trust me to stand in the vision. You can trust me to pray for you. You can trust me to walk with the anointing. And then we accelerate. Everybody say yes. So anytime I don't trust you, I stop. And that's okay. And if there's question marks about him, honey, stop. Let him answer. I mean, don't wake up on your wedding day with this woman next to you and watch her take out like, you know, toes and hair comes off. And it's like, who are you? It's like, you know, are these all your fingers? You should have asked those questions before you got married, man. I mean, must she put on oil when she gets up in the morning because she goes, squeak, squeak. I mean, uh, that all your body parts, I mean, like you're going to take everything off and everything off and take out for kidding. Trust. When there's trust, the cost goes down. Here's the acceleration. I'm done. Why the anointing? Now the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me. May you be awakened in the season. As a man who's wakened out of his sleep, may you get out of the slumber and begin to understand that your life's been going nowhere because you're trying to do it in your own strength and ability and power. And he said to me, what do you see? I said, I'm looking and there's a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the seven, and on the stand, seven lamps with seven pipes to these seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it. One on the right of the bowl and the other on its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Kingdom Life Embassy. Not by power, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great family mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace. Grace to it. Oh, I need to preach on grace, grace. Let me tell you the story. Kingdom Life Embassy, my house was over. This church was over. I had so-called sons in the house that took me to court, served me papers to get me a victim out of my own house and to take care and to take this land. No wisdom in the transaction. I'm in trouble. A Monday morning early, here comes the paper served, court papers. Eviction, that doesn't belong to you, blah, blah, blah. All my money, all my pension, everything else put in this thing. We had sons doing this, so called. As I received the papers, the court papers, I burst out crying, not so much for the court papers, but that sons so-called sons could do that. It hurt. Like, God, what do I do? 
And for me, I just want to give up everything and walk away. I said, I'll start again. The Lord says, no, you don't. I want you to shout grace, grace to this mountain that stands before you. They issue out these papers. I take the court papers. I put them down. I shout grace, grace. Haven't got a lawyer. Haven't got the money. Grace. Grace. You messing with the wrong family. Grace. Grace. I don't know what you're facing this morning. But the Lord is saying you've got to speak grace, grace uh, to the mountain that stands before you. I am telling you a long story short. The testimony is... You standing in a place of grace. <laughs> Shout, you're messing with the wrong family. <laughs> when the anointing of God's body, I mean, they mocked those boys afterwards. My son went to the mountain and said, Is that all you got? Well, what happened to your fight? It's called grace, grace. Please be seated. It's end. Moreover, the, Lord, the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation. The foundations have been laid of this church already. We're done. His hand shall also finish it. There's a finishing spirit in this house. You heard the word of the Lord. Then you will know that you will know it wasn't a businessman. It was the move of God's spirit upon the people. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Then I answered and said to him, What are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and on its left? So, let me give you the picture. There's a lampstand. It's called the menorah. It's the seven spirits of God. Wisdom, might, knowledge, understanding. Seven of them there. Counsel. All sitting. And this is what's burning. This is what is. That illuminates your path. It's the anointings of God. But he says there's something interesting about this lampstand. This lampstand needs oil. But the oil doesn't come from a man. In the processing of a man. He says, there's a tree on the right. There's a tree on the left. I further answered and said to him, what are these two olive branches? So the tree is there. But then there's this branch that comes from the one side. A branch that comes from the other side. He says, that drip into the receptacle. Of the two golden gold pipes from which the golden oil drains. So there's pipes. It's almost like it's pushed into the tree. And pushed into the other tree. And this is what's illuminating. It's called the anointing that is actually upon the people in the earth. That illuminates your path. Verse 13 says. Next verse guys, work with me. Then he answered me and said... Do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my Lord. So he said, these are the two anointed ones. 
Now, what are the two anointed ones? God speaks to Abraham and he says, I'm going to bless you. We're starting a family in you and you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. That is the first anointed one. It speaks about Israel. Don't you fight Israel. Don't you get involved in that, in that fight. I watched how the church curses Israel and yet they're the two anointed ones in the earth. What's the second anointed one? The second anointed one is the church. So the blessing of Abraham comes upon you because you are connected to Christ. So there's two trees, two witnesses, two anointed ones in the earth. One is Israel, the other is the church. And they both carry an anointing for the world. Are you with me? It's through that blessing that, that all the families of the earth can be blessed. These are the two anointed ones who stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. So God who owns the earth puts these two trees, the church, Israel, leaves them in the earth. And he says there will be an anointing coming from them that's going to touch every family. Are you in the church of a living God? Is Christ in you? Then you're in the tree you got grafted in. Verse 14, 15. Next verse. Is it done? It is done. It's 14. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Here's the revelation and we're done. Trust. It's two things. One has got to do with character. Two has got to do with competence. When trust is present, two things flow. One is that cost goes down. Speed goes up. When trust is present, the cost of doing business, the cost of building the church, the cost of building a family, the cost, the cost, the cost that you keep on paying. When trust is present, cost goes down, speed goes up. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. So anytime you have the Holy Ghost and you're trusting in Him, there's two things that will happen to you. What's going to happen? Cost. You're going to help me. Cost is going to go. Speed. So speed for your feet. And the cost of doing whatever you can do is going to go right down. You're not going to run to the banks anymore. You're not going to wait on somebody else anymore. You're not going to stand in a queue anymore because I'm teaching you how to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean out onto your own understanding. Look at the cost. Look at the speed. Tree to your left. Tree to your right. How do you get oil? Two olive trees. Let's count the cost. I'm planting an olive tree. You're going to start today. Two of them. And then you're going to wait. How long do you wait for oil? For the, for, for the... And then it goes through a process of actually the crushing. Create the oil. And then you can finally... Your children's children will have the oil burning in you at the house of yours, the lamps burning. Because great-granddad was a good man. The cost of looking after that tree 
The cost, the cost, the time it took to get there. When he says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. I'm going to fight. I'm not waiting 10 years for this breakthrough. Listen, 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 listen. The oil that I'm getting, when I trust in the Lord, it goes straight from the tree and drips from the tree into my home. What should have taken 30 years to pay off that bond because I am trusting in the Lord with all of my heart and leaning not to my own understanding because I am anointed. What does the anointing do? Come on, the cost is going to go down. The speed for your feet is dripping this morning straight from the tree of the church of a living God. It's flowing into your home. Someone's getting a breakthrough now, not tomorrow. Now, 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 shout this. Give me the team up here. You're not waiting for the doctor's report. You're not waiting five years for your breakthrough. When you trust in the Lord, you get access to the tree. And the oil flows from there into your life. It's called Christ. In Him, you live and move and have your being. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think or imagine. Not your ability, honey. It's His ability flowing through you. Not your strength. His strength flowing through you. Not even your resources. You don't look to your bank account. You're leaning not onto your own understanding. In all your ways, if you can acknowledge Him, He will direct your path. Someone has got to hear the Spirit of the Lord this morning. Someone's got to hear the Lord this morning. saw people that got saved I watched our family members got saved I was living in my mess not directed by God and His Holy Spirit my whole life 
One day, I said what they've got, I've also got to know. Listen to the difference. Knowledge is to know. Acknowledge is to show. I had to go one day and I gave my heart to the Lord. I, when they didn't answer the call, I went up front and I said, I just don't want to know him. I want to acknowledge him. I want to show him. You must be born again. Not just the thing in your head that, oh, maybe one day. Or, I, you know, I did, I did say somewhere in my, no, there's got to be a show. Is there a show of hands this morning? For somebody needs to make right with the Lord this morning and say, Pastor, I need to make right this morning. Can you show with your hands? You're not born again, but you need to make right with the Lord this morning. Is there a show of hands? It's not just to know, it's to show. Acknowledge is to show. Anybody online, you need to know you must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see the kingdom. You can't, the spirit on display, you can't see the power of the kingdom. You must be born again. You can't be doing that thing privately and saying, well, just, you know, the Lord knows my heart. No, 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 there must be a show. Huh? A secret society. Do I? No. Jesus died publicly for you. You must show that your life is different. It's okay to announce it. Father, thank you this morning. For anybody that's not born again, you must be born again. The Bible says, believe in your heart, confess with him out the Lord Jesus, you shall be born again. For anybody that doesn't know Jesus, you just pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Today, I acknowledge you as my Lord and as my savior. I ask you, come into my heart, wash me in your blood, give me a brand new start and let me live for you. From this day, show forth your power in my life. I belong to you. You belong to me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. You must be born again. To know and then to show. Can I receive an offering? We'll deal with the anointing at the end, right? We're going to pray for everyone. Let's just receive an offering. Genesis chapter 14, 13. Let me say this again to you. To have knowledge is to know. To acknowledge is to show. Do you know, many people think I am their pastor. I'm like, but I haven't even met you. No, but Facebook and you're a man of God and, and no, hold on. Who is your pastor? There's a difference between knowledge is to know. Acknowledge is to show. How do you know that they actually belong to Kingdom Life Embassy? There's a show. Some of you got the secret pastor. You don't want to let the world know that I'm actually your pastor. You're getting fed by me, right? 
being blessed by the word. Because not once did you acknowledge me. When I acknowledge the gifts, I am saying not just I know you're gifted, I'm acknowledging that we actually, this is the evidence that this is who we are. Let's deal with showing and, and know. So Abraham raises up 318 leaders in his own house. So one and, and, and escaped and came and told Abraham, the Hebrew, uh, for he dwelt by the terebinth trees and the like, and they were, they told him that Lot got his cousin, he calls him his brother, got, got taken captive. Verse 40. Now when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318 trained servants who were born in his own house, and they went in pursuit as far as that. And that means they know the blessing is on them. Abraham trains them up on the blessing. He says, now go and show it off. Go and show that this is who you are. Go and show that the blessing is on you. Go and show. Go to the marketplace and go and show it off. Go into that city and go and show off the power of God that's upon your life. I trained you this way. You know what it is. Now show it. He divided his forces against them by night and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hoboth, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods. May that be the king's understanding. That when the anointing of God's upon you, you're supposed to come back with all the goods. And not just show off goods. He also brought back his brother Lot and his goods, as well as the women and the people. It wasn't the anointing. It's not just for you to make sure you make money in the marketplace. People are supposed to get saved. Here's the revelation. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shava, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Chedaloma and the kings who were with him. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. And he blessed him. The blessing is an empowerment. When it's on your family, you don't just know it, you show it. And he blessed, and as he blesses him, he says, Blessed be Abraham, God of Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And he blessed, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. That's what's going to happen to you. And he gave him a tithe of all. I don't tithe to be blessed. I tithe because I am blessed. Did you see the process? It shows that the blessing is on me. If you're still holding on to your money, thinking that the breakthrough is yours, thinking that you're going to run out, you don't understand the power of the blessing because the blessing of the Lord can bring wealth. It can bless you on a Sunday, a Monday, a Tuesday, and a Wednesday. It can bless you double on a Thursday and triple on a Friday because when the blessing of the Lord is on you, you don't run out. It's the blessing that is on you. Come on, say the blessing is on me. So he meets up with two kings and everybody meets with two kings at the end of your working day, at the end of the month, at the end of your business deal. The devil will tell you, don't give it away because you're not going to get any more. It's exactly what Satan wants. Now the king of Sodom said to Abraham, give me the persons. Let me tell you now today, kings in this house, the devil's priority is not things. 
He can give you things, Michael Jackson. He's got the things. That's Babylon. He can give you a new car. He can give you business. You can, you can make going to covenant with him and he will take care of you. I mean, that's what he does. He's not after the, the things. The things are his. He makes things and tempts everybody with things. He's after the people. Look at the priority. He says, give me the people. Because the people have got the blessing on them. I watched your people take out five kings, Abraham. There's something on them called the blessing. And when the blessing is on you, the devil doesn't mind that he gives you things. He just wants you. Because when the blessing is on, he can't create. The blessing will make you rich and add no sorrow. He knows it. Give me the persons and take the goods for yourself. He don't mind that you got goods, man. He wants your family. He wants you to fight in your family. He wants you to not fight for them, fight in there. And have dysfunction and, and hatred and unforgiveness and bitterness and offense. He wants the children. He's after the family. And then, you know, I'll show you. I got my own car. I'll get my own business. But you don't speak to mommy and daddy. He's got that family in hatred and unforgiveness and bitterness. Where there's unity, there's the command of blessing, man. He wants you to get stuff, but not have God. God's going to help us because we've been fought for the anointing that's on us. How can you get the anointing in this house and then go and spend all your money on things outside and never come back to honor God? I've raised my hand to the Lord, Abraham says. He says to this king of this demonic system of Sodom, he says, I've raised my hand to the Lord. God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth. Listen to what he says. That I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap and that I will not take anything that is yours. Lest you should say, I've made Abraham rich. Lest you come and boast upon my possessions. Except only what the young men have eaten and the portion and the like. When, you, when you're done with your business deal, you must set aside and say, this portion, I want the world to know where my trust is. Tithing is not a money issue, it's a trust issue. Because I put my trust in the Lord. God's got a system. God's going to take care of me and my family. I know you sang a good song on the Sunday morning and shouted. How about going into your money and putting your money aside and say this portion shows where my trust is. Don't sing on a Sunday morning with it not translating into you taking your money and saying, I put my money aside. I'm going to honor God. You are so quiet, but you want the blessing. The blessing, listen, if you be broke, man, how, how much can I get from you if you be broke? How much? How much can we get from you if you be broke? Huh? 
you got nothing to give. Don't make God put you, get you to that place where you got nothing in your life. And then God must build you up. And He can do it. Doesn't have to be, but most of the people He does that. Why? Because their trust is in riches. You are in a kingdom system that when you come in here, it's called honor. God owns everything. He can bless you in different ways. He's testing the hearts of people that you will trust Him. And put your money where your mouth is. Where was your mouth this morning? Trust in the Lord. With. Now put your money where your mouth is. To have knowledge is to know. To acknowledge is to show. I am blessed. I am not tithing to get blessed. I am tithing because I am blessed. Father, bless your people in their giving. Thank you for the anointing, your grace and your favor. Thank you that this is an honorable people, not just in their songs, but in their money. Go into those accounts. Bless them. Teach them how to honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. anointing one. And listen to me, the power is not in the cloth. It's representing a place of faith. And I can say my faith is in you, God. I'm trusting in you for my family, for my home, for my health, for my finances, for my future. And that when you're going to take that anointing oil now for your home, you're going to fight. The devil don't fight fair. Now it's time for you not to fight fair. Take what God has got for you and fight for your family. Fight for them. Fight in the spirit. Fight with the word of God. Fight with the anointing. Fight. Fight for your family. Fight for them. Come on. You've got to begin to leave because God, God is able to do. God is able to do.
about to break from your family. I'm telling you today, there's generational curses broken today from this thing. The cycles, there's something about accidents that keeps on happening. But it breaks today in the name of Jesus. I'm decreeing, declaring this anointing in your home. This anointing. In the name of Jesus. I break the cycle of financial curse and poverty. Stand right here. The stuff that has kept your family in bondage. The things that has kept you in a cycle. In the mighty name of Jesus. I break this thing from your life. In the name of Jesus. cycle broke. I speak a generational blessing upon you. Hold on to that, says the Lord. Where you're standing in your home, when you're driving in your car, when you're sitting in the workplace, when you're studying in your downtime, whatever you need, the Lord said he's broken this thing today. Stand before the courts of heaven and say no more. This is your season of recompense. Receive it. Receive it receive it. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Now the blessing of the Lord is upon you. Every form of barrenness breaks today. Every curse is reversed over your family today. You are a child of a living God. Hear me. Lift your hands and lift them high right now. I release the blessing of the Lord upon you and your children's children. Wherever you walk, whatever you do, whatever you put your hands to, it must prosper in the mighty name of Jesus. You are now coming into a season where the power of God will be seen upon your life. It is an anointing. Oh my God, I feel it in the atmosphere. The power of a living God is in this place. In the name of Jesus, receive this anointing to break that yoke. Come back with a testimony, says the Lord. There's a testimony. There's a testimony. In the name, in the name, in the name. 